Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hill comes off the pick and roll. Gives it back out to Diaw. Diaw penetrates through the lane. Right hand, underhand scoop through the cylinder without even the net moving. You are Locked On Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 24th of October. An insane NBA season is right around the corner. I've gone insane with a panic attack about the Utah Jazz. Well, look at that. Give you predictions for the West and the East, plus a good get-to-know today on Boris Diaw. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. But um bum 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 pow How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much for tuning in and subscribing. You can do that on iTunes or whatever one of your podcatchers you use. Uh, I believe, last time I checked, though iTunes is really screwy today, uh, I have a 399 reviews on iTunes. Uh, I would like to thank all 399 of you who have done that. And if anybody would like to be the 400th reviewer, as long as you're going to give us five stars, uh, we'd love that. So thank you very much. The iTunes world is all screwed up today. Uh, one of my best uh, good friends, not not great friend, but good friend, really good friend, uh, has a podcast uh, that he used to do on cycling. It's currently ranked like 137th on the iTunes charts. And the thing that's funny about that is he hasn't aired an episode in, um, eh, you know, two years. So, yeah, so if you'd like to leave a five-star review, you'd be the 400th review of Locked on Jazz. I'd greatly appreciate it. So that's that's what you do, by the way, if you can just uh, drop that in there. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Tell a few friends about the show. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate. Devin's uh, been one of our original sponsors along the way. And if you're looking to buy or sell a house, Devin will take care of you. Plus, if you use Devin to buy or sell a house, he will get you a pair of jazz season tickets, which sounds like a pretty darn good idea. Also, today's edition is brought to you by SeatGeek. Use the promo code LOJAZZ, and you get $20 rebate on your first SeatGeek purchase. The Locked On Podcast Network is loaded with cool stuff today. Uh, Green Bay Packers Radio voice Wayne Larravee joins our Locked On Packers show to talk about uh, his new book. That's a really good one. Uh, Alan Horton's just continuing to do a great job on Locked On Wolves and lots of NBA season previews. So if you get a chance, just kind of float around, uh, grab all of them. And obviously Eric Garcia Gunderson does Locked On Blazers, who we play uh, first. So, uh, all right. Well, we got a bunch of stuff. I'm going to give you my predictions for the East and the West, which are worth absolutely nothing. Uh, I got a little CBA news for you. It sounds like they've punched it through the goal line. That baby's done. Uh, and there's a little bit of what I'm hearing some, from some sources that there's some interesting little twist to it, but that uh, I've heard that they've moved past the one yard line and that that baby's going to be done or is done. So that's awesome. Uh, and then, uh, we'll, we'll do our pins across the world, but also we'll do, uh, I'll, 
I'll, I'm going to have a little fun with you. I, I need the season to start. I am having – I'm totally freaking out. Like, I'm so uh, excited for this season and to get it going, and somehow just the wait now, I am, like, panicked that everything's going to go wrong. I think it's just natural. I mean, I think it's the excitement. So we'll touch on that uh, in a second. All right, let's do our pins across the world. I'm going to go old time again, and then we'll go back. You can send me them at dlock09 at gmail.com. This is a great way to kind of share your story, how you're a part of the, the jazz community, what we've all kind of built here in this in this fabulous community uh, that we have, and uh, where you're listening from as well as the uh, – is the thing we like to hear. And I'm going to go back. You know, we've got so many more listeners. Our audience has grown about 30% recently. So I'm going to start randomly going and grabbing um, old ones along the way also. But let's go to Sven Guzman in Berlin, Germany. Thanks for your work. I love your podcast. Always listening on my way to work. I was born in 1981 in Berlin, East Germany. How cool. Interesting, huh? The Iron Curtain was still up. There was no info about the NBA. I started playing basketball in school in 1989. The wall came down. A lot of guys in my school started wearing Jordan and Bulls shirts and caps. So the only names NBA players I knew were Jordan and Pippen. On a ski trip to Austria, I had a chance to watch my first NBA match on TV. And this was the Bulls at the Jazz. I instantly fell in love with the way Stockton and Malone played together and made Jordan and the rest of the Bulls look bad. Since then, I, I've been a Jazz fan. Thank you. And to League Pass, I can follow the Jazz like they're in my town. Since Tibor has joined the Jazz, there are many more focuses here in Germany. Of course, that is, this was sent in November of last year. Uh, so he is no longer uh, on the team. Hope to come to Utah one day and watch a game. I still live in a now reunited and beautiful city of Berlin, so please put a pin for me there. Thanks and keep on rocking. All the best from Sen Guzman in Berlin. That's a cool one. Um, Really cool stuff. I'm sure you guys all can interact. I always feel like I should like give out Sven's email and let everybody email him and say hi and, and fun stuff like that. So anyway, uh, really cool. Glad to have Sven there. You can send me yours, dlock09 at gmail.com. Let's get to our tip-off story of the day. So I just find, I mean, I couldn't be more excited. We've got depth and everything. I just, it's almost uncomfortable to me on how much we are everyone's pick. I mean, 538 comes out, which is numbers-based and non, non-emotional and has their NBA picks on it. I mean, Nate Silver is like the guru of all uh, presidential election campaigns, and he's got us as the sixth best team, or actually fifth best team in the NBA. Holy smokes. And then you've got, you know, the work that Andy Bailey did where if you take the top three, top five, and top ten, and all of a sudden feels like, <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're right back up. I mean, we're even better in some of those charts. It, it's really, really stunning to me uh, that, that we're perce- – and, and, and I guess I'm just at the point where, like, nerves have taken over. So, obviously, the injury bug is, is making me – um, incredibly nervous um, about where things stand. Uh, that's that's the first one. Uh, you know, and then I get nervous. Oh, my gosh, what if Joe Johnson's too old or and doesn't have What if Boris is, like, where he played 16 minutes a night last year, and now all of a sudden we're asking him to. I'm just, you know, there's just so many little uh, tiny anxiety-ridden uh, aspects of things uh, that I – I just find myself kind of 
wondering a little bit about. I don't have any good justification. All the numbers and the analytics and everything else uh, find themselves uh, pushing it the other way, other way. But you just, you know, what happens if Dante's not really ready? I mean, if Dante's not ready, then Shelvin Mack plays. I, I know it's stupid. I just need to. We just need to get going. All right, let's get to my uh, predictions for the season since there's no validity to any of that garbage that I was at the time. Even there when I'm, like, getting nervous, I can't entirely talk myself uh, into it. Uh, in the East, I got Cleveland, obviously, as the best in the East. I, I, I keep going back and forth between Toronto and Boston, but I, I'm going to go with Toronto. I, I think there's a few guys on that team that might kind of – I think Jonas Valanciunas has got an uptick to him. Uh, I think – I still kind of believe Terrence Ross has an uptick to him. The Jared Sullinger injury is not good, but he's not a particularly efficient player, so – uh, it might, you know, that, that bench unit they had last year, Biombo and Patterson, was so key. Uh, I'm going to go, this is out of the box, but I'm going, let me, let me say the next part of this, and 538 would actually back this up with their predictions a little bit. After those three, I don't know if there's another team in the East that I actually like. Um, so I am going to go with Atlanta at four. Uh, I, I think Dwight Howard's still better than we think. They were the number one defensive team in the league second half of the year last year. I can't imagine that they'll lose that. Uh, I don't like their lack of depth at point guard and Dennis Schroeder, and so that was about to push me to five. But I, Kyle Korver's got to have a good year, and you know he's old enough that it could be done. So there, there's a reason why this is not the smartest decision to go there. Charlotte is who I have at five. Uh, that's... Uh, 538 has them tied for fourth with Chicago. Chicago might be the worst shooting team in a league that's offensive-driven in with a coach that's not defensive-minded as there is. I have a hard time putting Chicago in the playoffs. I have the Wizards at six. Orlando at seven. Only, really, out of respect to Frank Vogel. I think Vogel's great. And then I can't decide between Chicago. I'd have Detroit in, but the Reggie Jackson injury is big. I'd have Milwaukee in, but the Chris Middleton injury is big. I have Indiana as a team I don't have in the playoffs. And everybody loves Indiana. Frank, Zach Lowe loves Indiana. Uh, So I have... I, I think I have Chicago, but I kind of have Milwaukee, and I kind of have Detroit there I, on eight. So Cleveland, Toronto, Boston, Atlanta, Charlotte, Washington, Orlando. I'm going to go Chicago. I think Robin Lopez is good and Miritich. But I'll tell you what, if if I could put anybody else in there, I would. Uh, 538's number simulate average simulated season at Cleveland, Toronto, Boston. They have Chicago at four, and I, I admit that probably impacted me. They have Charlotte tied at at four to five. They have Detroit at six at 39 wins. I, I think that's what the East is going to be. I think after five, we're talking mid to 30s, and they're all beating up on each other. The Wizards at seven at 38. The Magic at 8 at 38. The Hawks at 38. That's that's how they, they have the Pacers then at 37, the Knicks at 35, the Heat at 33, the Bucks down at 32, the Sixers at 29, and the East uh, with the Nets at 23. I, I think New York's going to be terrible, and I, I'm going to go with Indiana out of the playoffs. 
Cleveland, Toronto, Boston, Atlanta, Charlotte, Washington, Orlando, and part of me thinks the Bucks, but I don't. The line, the I like them, but the it doesn't mesh correctly. It doesn't work quite right. If that makes any sense. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate. Uh, Devin has helped out a lot of our uh, listeners. Uh, most recently, Zach Campbell. Uh, Zach wrote to me and said, I have to change my pin across the world. You read mine in the early days of pins. I was in Hilo, Hawaii, going to pharmacy school. I'm changing my pin to Bountiful, Utah. How did I end up here? My love of the jazz, your hard work on the podcast, and Devin Cash. Devin really went to bat for us and ensured we got into our home not just a house. He kept us in a loop every step of the way, handled adversity like a champ. What most people don't realize about realtors, wrote Zach, is their ability to establish rapport with their counterpart plays a huge role in how the sales proceed. Devin is simply a downright good guy, which fosters positive relationships with everyone he interacts with. We had several other people vying for the home we purchased, and I credit Devin's interpersonal skills and real estate savvy to us now returning to the Mecca of the Utah Jazz in a perfect home and put my pin in Bountiful, Utah. And I've got jazz season tickets now, uh, all courtesy of Devin Cash. Give Devin a call, 801-759-1495, or text him, 801-759-1495. You're going to sell a house, have him do a free market analysis on your house first and figure out what you can do in the marketplace. Maybe just take that exploratory venture. By the way, if you know somebody who's about to buy or sell a house, why don't you tell them about Devin, because if Devin's giving them tickets, it would seem as though you'd end up with tickets uh, from your buddy, right? 801-759-1495. All right, here's my West... And I've been all over the map on it. The Warriors, obviously, at one. Uh, and the Spurs, two, which, though I don't love them, I think they're a low 50s, not a high 50s. The Clippers at three. I have the Rockets at four. I, I really think they're going to be one of the top five offensive teams in the league. Uh, everyone can talk about defense, but this is still an offensive-driven league. It can fall apart, but James Harden is one of the five, three most dynamic, awesome offensive players uh, out there. And I have them at four. Portland, I have at five. I just think Terry Stotts is great. They started so badly last year, and they're going to turn around. Dame is special as a as a marquee superstar player. Uh, they have the most minutes returning of any team in the NBA that played for them last year. So I suspect they get a running start on people that are all these other teams are going through an evolution that we're going to talk about here. Uh, in fact, it almost makes me put Portland at four uh, because of that. That they they I think you know four, five, six, seven, maybe even eight is going to be nine, ten is going to be awfully close, and. Because of that, I put in. I would think. I think to myself a little bit that this is going. That this would be, uh, you know, a really interesting kind of thing. Where what's the edge? And my edge to Portland would be that they win a bunch of games early while everybody else is is coming together. I, I'm probably just lowering expectations on us a little bit. I have us either at six or seven. Uh, Oklahoma City is a real mystery to me. I'm not sure they can shoot, but they have a superstar player that can win them games. They have the incredibly efficient Ennis Cantor. Fred Katz, who does Lockdown Thunder, kind of has me believing they can be good defensively. Steven Adams is ready to emerge. Uh, their depth before the Cameron Payne injury was okay. I, I have them and the Jazz kind of sitting at the same spot. Uh, 
at 6-7. And I have Minnesota at 8. I think Minnesota gets in, which leaves Memphis, Denver, Dallas, and New Orleans all out. Uh, Here's the thing about this NBA season. I got it that we all are kind of sitting back waiting for the Warriors to play Cleveland in the finals again, which sounds awful and frustrating and annoying and bad for the league until that happens, and then it will be the first trilogy ever, and it will be uh, the – It'll be an ep- coming off arguably the greatest NBA game ever played, and it will be one of the most incredible things the league's ever seen. I, if your goal is only to win a championship, then yeah, I guess this season loses something. But otherwise, I find this year really interesting. Just kind of as a fan of the game, in the we just ran through the East. After the third team in the East. I have Atlanta at four. They might not make the playoffs. Indiana, who I have out of the playoffs, might be four. It's a real chance. In the West, you have the Warriors, the Spurs, and the Clippers. I mean, I agree. We only really seemingly have two title contenders until one of the ma- those teams does something wrong, and that's a bummer. But you have the, then I have the Rockets at four. They could very easily not make the playoffs, and Memphis, who I have out of the playoffs, very easily could be four. I think this is going to be incredible. The other thing I think it's going to be really hard is on fans. Because when you start putting these together, for example, 538 only projects six teams to win 50 games. That's part of the reason where I'm like, I I have us as the Jazz. Like, I got it. We could be four. We also could be seven. We also could be ten very quickly with a win total that changes, I think, only – like, I think our high-level win total is 50, and our low-level win total is 42, and I think that's – there's not a lot of very – there's a lot of things that can happen to push it either way, and 50 probably gets you to four, and 42 gets you out. And 43 might get you out. On 538, they have the Warriors, the Spurs, the Jazz is three – the Thunder at four, the Clippers at five, the Blazers at six, the Timberwolves at seven, and the Rockets at eight at 45 wins. The Rockets at eight at 45 wins. So I could project us from 48 to 44 and think that 48 gets us the fourth or fifth seed. 44 has you out. That's how uh, the margin is slim between these teams, and you have teams as good as Memphis, Dallas, Denver, and New Orleans out of the playoffs. That's it, and, and, and not to mention, here's the thing that also like keeps me up at night. So Sacramento and New Orleans, who are both out of the playoffs, have individual players that could get them in the playoffs if everything went right. In other words, Anthony Davis is good enough to just get New Orleans in the playoffs, and so is DeMarcus Cousins, frankly. As much as I don't like DeMarcus Cousins and can't watch him play, he's good enough, if he puts everything together, to just carry Sacramento to 43, 44, 45 wins and be right in this mix. And, and if Sacramento or New Orleans does that or Denver or Memphis doesn't have the injuries or doubt, then these numbers drop even more because they're beating everybody up. The idea of 50 wins for the Jazz I actually think is maybe. It just seems nuts, though. When I look at how deep... I think the West is, and when I put the Jazz up against someone, how many times I really look at them and say, okay, are you, are you a clear favorite? Seems awfully tough. You know, if you look at 538, where chances of winning in Portland on opening night are just 41%. Well, that's a team that's right there with us. That's going to happen a lot.
You go lose in Portland, it's not a big deal. Right? We go lose in L.A. on game three, it's not a big deal. We lose in San Antonio, and that's what's supposed to happen. Come back on a back end to back to back to get Dallas, that's not an easy night. You get that when you're two and three, home against San Antonio on the fourth? Are you favored to win that game? Maybe not. Not if Gordon's not back. You're two and you know, you're two and four out of after six and go on a road for a five game road trip. And I, I just can't you know, you I don't think New York's very good, so you can go grab that one and Philly's not very good. Maybe you start to have some momentum and believe at this point, but now you go to Charlotte, I don't think that's a, a set win. I don't think Orlando's a set win and Miami, I would probably say, is a win unless it was on the fifth game of a road trip on the back end of a back-to-back. Baxter Holmes did a big piece on this. I, I just think the the question uh, of the margin here is so slim. That's probably what has my panic level the highest. So I have us, I have us floating at four or five. I, I think they're they're. I have us at six with Oklahoma City basically tied. Rockets at four, Portland at five, OKC, Jazz six, seven, Minnesota eight. Be curious, you know. Feel free to tell me uh, what your thoughts are. If you're traveling and you're heading to any of these games, or if you want to get tickets, SeatGeek is your answer. Uh, if you use the promo code LOJazz, you end up with a uh, you get twenty dollar rebate sent back to you. The reason to use SeatGeek is one, they compile all of the different ticket options out there for you in one spot so that you can have them look at two they then rate all of the tickets and give them a a ticket score so if you're thinking about going to the washington husky university of utah game this saturday which should be incredible and you look there there's there's a good ticket score is wow you look at section 14 130 dollars for a ticket wow it's a lot well wait a sec compared to everything else you now know immediately that that's a good deal because it gets a ticket score of 89 uh, is the ticket score. It's only one ticket, so the reason is that person's probably trying to bail on it. So if, if you're looking for one ticket of that game, go to SeatGeek right now, enter in the promo code LOJAZZ, and you'll get $20 back on that. That's a close to a 20% discount on those tickets. You'll go see uh, Utah against Washington. So that's the reason. And also, it just comes right to you on your phone. It's just simple, straightforward, comes to you on your phone, easy to use. It's really it's an example of technology turning something that used to be a difficult process into a really easy uh, process for you to use, and that's ticket buying uh, two events. If it's an NBA game on the road, if it's a U game coming up here, something BYU's doing or a Jazz game, go to SeatGeek, download the app right now, go to the settings, and under the promo code, put in L O Jazz, and then once you've done that, then once you find your game you want to go to, you'll get a twenty dollar rebate check sent to you at SeatGeek. Go check it out. Download the app uh, right now. So I'm hearing that the CBA is done, uh, which is kind of awesome. Uh, there have been a bunch of different rules we've talked about. The one I heard last night that's interesting that impacts the Jazz is that right now, if you take a player like Rudy Gobert, who's a restricted free agent coming up next year if he doesn't sign an extension, the cap hold is 250% of his salary cap. This is pretty geeky stuff. Uh, but it's going to go to, th- if you're below the average salary, it's going to go to 300%. So that'll cost the Jazz if they don't sign Rudy. Rudy's not that big a deal. It's actually going to be bigger with Dante and bigger with Trey coming up in the next coming years if the Jazz don't sign them to extensions because 
uh, it, it'll cost the Jazz a million, million and a half of salary cap room. I mean, yeah, it's only a million. Yeah, it's enough that the Warrior Andre Iguodala trade wouldn't have gone through, and they would never have won the title, possibly, and maybe had not had Kevin Durant. So there's, it doesn't sound like a lot when I say there's just a million here or something of that sort. Uh, but that's kind of the word I'm hearing. Uh, two-way contracts between the NBA and the D-League 16th and 17th roster spots. Uh, I'm here. I, I am hearing the max deal for players can happen at 38 instead of 36. That's kind of been backed up uh, as well. So, uh, But it's really exciting news and a credit to everybody involved that they uh, were able to get this thing, get this done, get it taken care of, uh, and have the CBA done so we don't have uh, a lockout uh, coming up. Jazz opened their season Friday against the Lakers. It's a blue out. Make sure you get your navy blue, wear it, have it on. Uh, fan stores are selling uh, the navy blue pride t-shirts at a reduced rate to help you out with that. So if you make a little run to it before Friday. Also, ticket package available. You can get that game, the upcoming game against Memphis on November 14th, which is a Monday night, and the Warriors only visit Thursday, December 8th. And uh, if you could put those together, uh, it's less, and you get a cool hat. Uh, it's a less than a hundred bucks per person. So call three two five two nine nine dunk. All right, that is locked on jazz today. Time to get to know Boris Diaw. Do you have a favorite Halloween costume first? <sighs> yeah, the favorite Halloween costume I wore because we don't do Halloween much in France. So that was you know since I've been in the NBA and. Uh, um, Last year I was the, um, how do you call it, the big, um, like the big ghost at the end, you know, Ghostbuster? Yeah. I don't know what his name is. I can only think of the actor's name, but I can't think of what the ghost was. No, an actor like the... Oh, you mean the Stay Puft Marshmallow guy? Yes, the marshmallow. <laughs> so it was the big marshmallow guy. That's awesome. All right. What costume? Let's get to know Boris Dio. If you took me back to your hometown, what would you show me? Uh, if I take you back home, uh, I would definitely uh, show you the city of Bordeaux and uh, everything is got a, around all the vineyards uh, and all the history inside the city. It was a great day. You knew it was a great day when you were a kid. When? What? Like if it was a, what was like your favorite day as a kid or you knew it was going to be a great day if something when you were a kid? Maybe you were... I don't know, one of your favorite things to do when you were a kid. A cool day as a kid was always like the first day at school. Uh, every year it's like uh, you get to meet new people, have new friends. Um, so first day at school was uh, already exciting. Uh, what was your, if you took me back to your childhood room, what did it look like? My childhood room, you couldn't see any of the wall uh, because it was uh, NBA posters um, everywhere. So the the... The whole room was covered in NBA posters. And who were on those posters? Uh, all the guys playing, you know, in the 80s uh, and 90s. Um, so Yad Carmelon was there. Uh, Clyde Drexler. Um, Magic Johnson was his life-size uh, <laughs> life uh, poster. Uh, Michael Jordan was there. Um, you know, the people from that generation. Who was the first person that saw the talent that you have and kind of believed in you as a player? Well, probably my mom. She believed in me since I was one year old, probably. Um, but then, I don't know, it was, you know, pretty progressive. Um, all the coaches that I had always played a part um, in the player I am today. Who's the, what's the first hoop or court you ever played on? 
uh, too young to remember. Uh, I got some pictures when I'm holding a basketball, just following my mom playing on um, basketball courts. So that's probably was one of her court was the first one. And what's the like in where you were in Bordeaux? What was the court like? Was it the same as an American on like asphalt and the rim, or was it? Are they were you playing in different? Both. Uh, when I was young, I was playing uh, both uh, outside street ball, uh, three on three, uh, you know, after school. And then at the same time, I was playing organized basketball indoor um, on nice wood floor. So I would do I would do both at the same time. Who was your favorite player growing up and what was your favorite team? Uh, my favorite player growing up was Magic Johnson. Uh, just, you know, always show time uh, at the time. And I loved in selfishness and um, how smart he was of a player. Uh, what's the favorite game you've ever played in your entire career? Well, well, it's a tough one uh, because it was a few. Pretty much any you know any time you win a title, so uh, uh, definitely the one winning the NBA uh, championship with uh, with the Spurs um, was a, a favorite game to 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 play against Miami Heat, uh, but also in national team uh, where we play. Uh, um, games to uh, win European Championship um, as a senior, but the one, the, the most special one, is probably the one uh, where we won um, when we were 18 years old. Uh, the championship. It was the the finals against Croatia. The game was in Croatia, uh, so very hostile, uh, hostile uh, uh, crowd. Um, and then already back then, I was playing with. Uh, Michael Pietrus, who played the NBA, with Ronnie Chiraf, with Tony Parker. Um, and so it was, you know, probably a memory that started all the rest of them. Um, do you have one shot in your career that you remember more than any other? Um, one shot I remember most, um, maybe it was um, in the playoffs when I played with, uh, with Phoenix. Um, the conference finals. That was a buzzer beater to uh, to win the game. Uh, I guess the the Mavericks in the, the first game of the the series against them. We ended up losing that series, uh, but uh, it was like my first conference finals and uh, um, making that shot. You know, meant a lot at the time. Is there a moment back in your career when you suddenly realized you belonged? Like, okay, I'm I'm good enough. I'm going to be here for a while. Did you always know you were going to belong, or is there a moment in the time of the career where you suddenly realized it? It's tough, especially in NBA, and when you get there, and and you know the the average uh, years in NBA, it's like four years, uh, because some guys just come for a year and then never come back, and then some do twenty years, and so the average is like four years. So um, yeah, you never know if you're gonna stay a long time. Um, but when I signed a long contract, pretty much with with Phoenix, been already playing four years in the NBA and then sign five-year deal, then you're like, okay, I'll be for a little while. Why do you wear the uniform number you wear? Uh, 33 is the, the area code pretty much where I come from in Bordeaux. So that's the, the zip code uh, for uh, for Bordeaux, my hometown. That's awesome. Every now and then I get fun little tidbits of that question. All right, let's go on the road in the NBA with Boris Dia. What's your favorite NBA city to visit? Um, there's a few anywhere. It's it's pretty laid back and, and chill, and so uh, Phoenix is definitely one of those. Um, I lived there for a while and, and really enjoyed that city. And um, 
when you go in there, the weather is always so perfect that you always feel it's like vacation. Um, so it, it does make you very relaxed uh, when you stay. Favorite place to eat on the road? Um, favorite place to eat on the road? Valter's was one of them. <laughs> the restaurant here in Salt Lake. But no, it's not on the road. It's home. Um, so I would say that now... Um, uh, now maybe a place that used to be home. Um, there was a restaurant called Cured. We still have a restaurant called Cured in San Antonio. Uh, that you know, really good food and different. The stuff that you usually don't find uh, everywhere in the U.S. Um, so that's a, a place that we really look forward to go back. Uh, favorite coffee shop on the road? Uh, <laughs> I would say same. You know, and now in San Antonio they had Indie Coffee. It used to be a place that I used to go a lot. Uh, and so it was funny because it started as a coffee truck and it was just a truck that was on my way to practice and then we stopped there all the time we spent meals um, and then they opened a shop and closed down the, the the truck and so now we're just going to the to the location I found good coffee in San Antonio so Indie coffee alright one thing you cannot travel without uh, <laughs> now it's my coffee machine <laughs> my little portable Nespresso the little bag uh, but no definitely my computer uh, computer is the, the thing that I always bring with me because that's when I uh, edit my photos, videos, and stuff like that. It's, it's always on a road in a plane. What is your game day routine? Uh, game day routine is just um, waking up, going to practice, eat a little bit of breakfast. Um, and then after practice, um, sometime getting a coffee. Now I think my routine is changing a little bit. Um, and then just having lunch. Um, go rest, take a nap, go to the, get a coffee, go to the game. Uh, Sometimes get a coffee at the game and then play and then depends. You know, when we're on the road, just <laughs> to plane back. Uh, when we're home, sometime go have dinner somewhere. Do you have a best heckle? Do you know what I mean by heckle? Like someone in the crowd is yelling something at a player. Like, do you have one that's like the funniest thing you've ever heard or anything like that in your career that pops into your head? No, it was one guy. I think it was Philadelphia, the guy that owned the sign. Uh, it's both, you know, kind of love him because he's like, he's making actually clever, funny stuff, but he's pretty reckless sometimes and like hurt your feelings. Like, it's not, he's not a nice guy. So it was both, you know, it was like that love hater, you know. Washington too, isn't there? I don't know if he's still around. I think that was Philly. The guy that yeah, ride on the board. Yeah, yeah, right. Philly. Five most used apps on your phone. Most used apps. Uh, Scrabble. <laughs> I play almost every night Scrabble with a couple of friends. We play, and so I do that before I go to bed. Um, then uh, the photos. Um, I try to use the the photos when I use Instagram or something like that. And I definitely use that. I use Snapseed, which is a great app to edit your photos, and uh, um, I find it really easy. Um, what else? Use WhatsApp to stay in touch with you know friends from friends and stuff like that. Easy to create some groups and uh, talk with people overseas without having <laughs> to to uh, pay for text message um, what is that for that's good yeah. five movies that Boris Diaw says we must see Whew, five movies you must see um, so my number one would be Instinct 
with Cuba Gooding Jr. and uh, Anthony Hopkins. Uh, really good movie. That's that's probably my favorite. Um, another one I like a lot is Braveheart. I really think is is great story. Um, Usual Suspect is a cool uh, thriller type of movie. Um, classics, I would say, uh, Godfather, all of them. And then of the newest movie, um, the only movie that's made for 3D is Avatar. Uh, that's what 3D was, I feel like that's what 3D was created for, as, you know, for that movie. And I can't wait for the sequels to. All right, final thing. Let's play word association. I'm going to say something. You say the first thing that pops into your mind. Cool. Utah Jazz. Uh, home. Quinn Snyder. Um, the, how do you call it? The conductor, like you know, in the in the opera. Yeah. Symphony. Uh, strawberries. Um, whipped cream. Jay Z. Um, best rapper. Cleveland. Rock and roll of fame. Ice cream. Uh, easy dessert. Three pointer. Um, useful. Assist. Uh, I mean, you say that. Um, like you can go without it. Like absolute necessary, you know, something like that. Necessity. Necessity. Okay. Miami. Mm, Scarface. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know how. Napa know how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 1031 17.